You're listening to a podcast on the Geeky Dad Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When the kids are asleep, that's when dad has time to play. Welcome to the Geeky Dad After Dark. Okay, I'm the Geeky Dad, and I'm here with uh, two very special guests. Now, um, guys, you want to um, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, what what we're going to be talking about today, your uh, comic book series. Jim, you first. Okay. Uh, my name is Jim Usley. I'm the uh, writer and co-creator of The Atonement Bell. That's uh, out now from Red Five Comics. Issue two just came out uh, recently, and um, it's my third series for Red Five Comics. I wrote the uh, Butcher Queen Black Star City series, which oh, is yeah. out uh, on trade, and the second series was called uh, Butcher Queen Planet of the Dead. Ooh, and they're both kind of sci-fi, mm-hmm. cyberpunk, noir kind of things, and uh, and now it's the Atomic Bell with uh, Tyler B. Ruff. All right. Now, and Tyler. I'm Gemini, and I enjoy parasailing. Oh, and are you single, too? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm married. Oh, two kids. Have any, two kids. Yeah, so you're yeah. a geeky dad, too. Good. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Tyler, a little bit about yourself, sir. Yeah, so uh, I'm Tyler B. Ruff, and uh, I write and illustrate comics um, pretty much all the time. I, uh, I've been writing and illustrating my series, The Unforgiven, since 2011. Uh, it's an ongoing 50-issue um, epic. And then I joined up with Jim here to uh, co-create and do the art for The Atonement Bell. And uh, I've got a forthcoming series in the next couple of years called Porticath that I'm beginning work on now. So uh, always busy. Okay, let, let's, let's, how did this, this uh, team sort of form? How did you guys come together? We actually did a, uh, there was a free comic book day uh, signing that we were both at and our, our tables were right next to each other at a, uh, a comic shop here in, here in St. Louis. And um, yeah, I, he bought my stuff. I bought his stuff and uh, I really liked his artwork and thought it would be really a good match for, uh, you know, the Atomic Bell script for the characters and the, the Atomic Bell, a lot of it is, um, it's it's very character based. There's not yeah. like big explosions and you know things mm-hmm. like that. So um, it required an artist that could really uh, whose work displays emotions. Yeah, you know? it has and, a lot. It has a good atmosphere. It's like very moody. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and also you know the the characters are going through a lot, and a lot of it is is people talking. You know, so right. I, I really needed somebody who could really do that well. Yeah. Um, and it, it's actually kind of it's it's not easy to find um, 
really who could do it at the detail that's necessary for this kind right. of a book. And uh, Tyler was was able to do it. Yeah, one thing I could say about your work, Tyler, the the emotions that you give your characters in each panel, they're very expressive, you know, and you can really feel the emotions when you yeah, draw. Thanks. That's that's really important to me to 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 get right. I know it drives me nuts in comics whenever I see that, you know, some artist has not matched the proper emotion to to right. what somebody's uh saying in the in the dialogue and and the mood of the panel and the mood of the book. Um I know that that's always uh, driven me nuts. So I, I really strive to make sure everybody's feeling what they're supposed to be feeling and, and it shows. Right, so yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that comes across because that's that's important to me. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't want like, you know, if the emotion don't match the, the, the story, it feels like really weird sometimes when you're reading the comic, you know. Uh, yeah. Jim, let's let's let him get, get a little bit about your little past. Like, how did you start as a uh, comic book writer, like? For any upcoming writers out there listening, like what advice would you give them? I think you there, there's so many ways to do it. I mean, I I actually got started in writing from uh, being in a band and writing lyrics for uh you know for my songs, and then I started writing for a local entertainment paper, and then um or magazine rather, and then uh, me and my buddy started writing uh screenplays together. And we had one produced. And then uh, my friend Jason Green, who's our editor now for uh, uh, the Butcher Queen series and for uh, the Atonement Bell, he invited me to uh, this collective in St. Louis called Ink and Drink Comics, which Tyler was actually uh, a part of as well. And um, it's basically an organization that, uh, or a, a group of guys that uh, they put artists together with writers and you, uh, you know, you you meet up with somebody and they publish two uh, themed anthologies a year. And so uh, I I was invited to one of these and uh, just really fell in love with it, having been a, you know, a comic book fan all my life. And, um, you know, that that's like the, for me, the, if you want to get started in something like this, um, if you live uh, in a city or near a city, they, every city that I've I've kind of looked into about this has some kind of a collective about this, some sort of a group that really supports new writers and new artists and tries to pair people up for projects. And uh, it's it's definitely worth worth seeking out. And I I really found that what was interesting was that writing comics is quite a bit different than than writing a screenplay or or you know anything like that. Every sort of uh, medium has its different you know uh, rules and you know, and things like that. So, uh, you know, having been a kid that loved comics and to, and to be a grown up, grown up, and um, to be able to write comics and and have them put out is is it's really a dream come true. You know, yeah, it really is. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote like uh, three comics myself, so I, I know you know the 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 ins and out of marketing, especially for like an indie comic. You know, it's it's really hard to get noticed. You know, we don't have the marketing budget of Marvel and DC, you know. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to get, you know, the eyes onto your books. So any okay. little, yeah, any little bit helps, you know. And then yeah, a lot like, of these you know, places they are like this. Yeah. A lot of places they expect you to have that following before you come to them with a with a book or whatever. It's like, well, when am I going to have time to make the book if I'm spending all my time marketing it? You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 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 
I mean, that's kind of the reason why I started a podcast myself, you know, to like bleed into the stuff that I'm doing, you know, and yeah. also, you know, helping others as well, you know. Yeah, and this is great. I mean, thank you for having us on. It's, you know, it's it's stuff like this that really, it it's all that we have to, to help get the word out. So whenever someone, you know, invites us on or it's, it's really appreciated because, you know, like I said, it's all yeah. that we have. It's hard out here for everybody. I know. I know. <laughs> that's that's why there's a comic support group in every city that, that you've looked into, Jim, because like we all need the support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh so so the very first thing that you did was this anthology, but after that, how did you like get to Red Five? Okay, well, yeah, we, so me, I did a uh, action comic anthology called Rough and Tumble, mm-hmm. and then um, I did a, a horror anthology called The Dead Palace, um, and then me and uh, Ben Sawyer, we, we kind of did the uh, the Dead Palace together, and he went to San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, I, I never had the chance to go at the time, but he went there, and was, we had like a, a mini version of our uh a condensed version of the Death Palace to, to shop around and show like publishers and stuff. Right. And uh, Red Five was one of them that took interest. And um, we started talking to them and they were, they were originally going to publish the Dead Palace as a series instead of, you know, what it became Butcher Queen. But because of the length of the stories, it didn't really line up as far as page, you know, page count stuff to, to be a series. Right. So um, they asked me if I had anything else to pitch them. And uh, Butcher Queen was one of the stories in the Dead Palace. And so I said, yeah, I've got this this whole story about Butcher Queen that I love to pitch to you guys. And they said, well, yeah, we'll you know, call us, we'll schedule a meeting in a week and mm-hmm. you can pitch it to us. And I didn't really have a story. Right. <laughs> you know, I had to like, I so in that week I had to like come up with an outline. And um, at the end of the week, I, I pitched it to them and they were they were into it and and that's that's really how it how it began. And you didn't have a, like an artist for it yet either. I... No, I, yeah, we had been I had been Sawyer because we had done um, Butcher Queen together that short story in the Dead Palace. Right. Oh, okay. So he was already there, and yeah, and and Ben was the one that got us to Red Five. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, cool. Cool. You know, everything works out. Are you still yeah, doing? And that I've music? actually been to uh, SDCC a couple times now. And it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, it's, and I would never get a chance to go because I would right. never be able to afford it I if know. it wasn't for, you know, the, these books that we're doing. So it's- The madhouse there, it's like so packed. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's, it's almost, it's overwhelming. I mean, you could never, you could spend a few days there and never see everything. I know. Have you, you gone know? to the New York Comic-Con yet? I've never been. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, like being in a, in a, like a tuna in a, in a can. It's like so crowded. Oh, <laughs> it's so crowded. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I was surprised too, because when people talk about San Diego Comic-Con, they, they say this not about the comics anymore because it's, there's so many studio films. That, right. Yeah. But actually that stuff happens in a totally different building. Same know? thing happens. Yeah. In New York too. Yeah. But they so put the, that the all in the basement. Is, they put all that stuff that, in the basement. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, the comics at SDCC, that's in its own building. And so it's still all about right. the comics. And it's I, I've met a lot of really great creators out there. And it's 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 really inspiring and just fun. You know, yeah, 
yeah. to be around all these. It's people. a great community. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. Tyler, how how did you start off? What school did you go to? Did you learn? Did you go to like a school for like cartooning and or did you just do this all by yourself? So I've been I've been making comics since I was like five years old, just mm -hmm. printing out, uh, you know, just taking a copier paper and stapling that together and mm -hmm. and, and yeah. making comics that way. Um, and I, uh, I I've always known this is what I want to do um, with my life. And uh, I've never really deviated from that path at, at all. And uh, so when I went to college, I went to Illinois State. Uh, graduated from there in, in 2010 and uh, have a have a degree in, in studio art from creative writing. And uh, then I started writing and illustrating my own series. Then uh, after I graduated and publishing that um, in, in 2011, The Unforgiven, and that's still going. I'm on issue 17 or so. And then um, that's uh, that's, you know, that brought me to here. Um, right my my first collaborative project here with uh with jim and ben and and ed and and uh jason so so your uh, creator own series uh is it available yet oh yeah it's uh you can get it on my website um we are the unforgiven.com um okay. you can get it in uh, a number of different there's a few other other websites but you know go to the, go to the main source go to the go to go to uh we are the unforgiven.com for all of it so Okay, we'll we'll be putting links to all of these uh, things into our show notes, and everybody can click it and um, check it out. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so what what was your inspiration when you were creating this story for the atonement bell? Yes, atonement bell. Um, well, a couple things. I I I grew up. Tyler did as well. Grew up in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always loved the horror genre and, and kind of my favorite aspect of the horror genre is uh, it's not really the, the sort of blood and gut stuff. It's more like the uh, ghosts and, yeah. um, you know, that that sort of thing. And I love the uh, the social, the ability to have social commentary mm -hmm. yeah. throughout the story. And, and growing up in St. Louis, you know, I... I, I love our city, um, but I, I also recognize that there have been a lot of issues in the past historically about, you know, with right. like, you know, race relations and, you know, and, and on and on. And um, one thing I wanted to do with the Atonement Bell is present St. Louis in a more um, realistic way, I guess. Yeah. In the sense that usually in, in media, like in films and stuff, St. Louis is presented like, escape from new york <laughs> you know like it's like this desolate right you know, crime-ridden area when it's actually you know quite beautiful and, and ethnically diverse right. so i wanted to um present it properly because I, I i do love it so much the city but i also wanted to um you know be honest and truthful about it about the things that we we see here we we sometimes face and um i wanted to weave that into a really fun horror story i i always like things you can enjoy on two levels i like stories that you can enjoy on a, just a surface level and have fun right but i think that if you can if you could build a lot of subtext in there and, and the devil's in the details right if you if you uh if you want the the other stuff if you want to you know be touched by that and engage with that it's there 
Yeah. And uh, so that that's that's really a big reason why I'm so proud of the series, you know, mm-hmm. and and Tyler really did a perfect job of capturing the the aesthetics of our our city you know people who have seen the art are like wow that's that's st louis you got it because so many people don't get it yeah um and but he was able to nail it yeah living living here all my life it was really important to to make sure it looked exactly like you know the place i've come to know and and love is my home and and for anybody else who's who's reading it who lives here you know, I wanted them to understand the authenticity of the thing and not be like, oh, well, that street doesn't connect to that street. You know, I, I live here. <laughs> I know that's not how that yeah. works. You know, watching a movie like Up in the Air, we're like, well, they're supposed to be in Wisconsin, but I know they filmed this in St. Louis and they're right. just reusing St. Louis for that, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I went and location scouted everything that uh, every location in it to to make sure I had, you know, and took reference photos to make sure I had uh, all the angles of every place that I was I was capturing in the in the art of the book because i wanted it to to be authentically 100 st louis so. yeah that's cool that's cool and it's a good way to go too because even if you're not from st louis you know it because tyler was so specific with what we're we're seeing on the page it it just grounds the whole thing it it, it gives the characters a real a more detailed world to, to live in so right it's it kind of draws you in more that way i think if that makes sense yeah yeah no well i i read the first issue i wish i had more but uh, it had a great cliffhanger i love that way (laughs) it ended i wanted to read more after reading it now one thing we didn't talk about for our listeners why don't you give us like uh the elevator pitch to to what what you think would grab the listeners into wanting to read this book oh gosh because we do a oh, lot so of like my horror related pitch? stuff on this show. This is, you know, so, you know, a lot of our audience would probably dig this. Okay, yeah. Well, um, the the atomic mother and her son, who have just faced a personal tragedy, so they drive into St. Louis to meet with a strange family, and they become involved in the conflict between a coven of witches and the Catholic Church, and they have to figure out why. And uh, that's where the atomic bell begins. Yeah, a lot of creepy stuff happens. <laughs> a lot of creepy stuff happens. Yeah, and actually, you know, if if you only read issue one, I mean, I I hope you get a chance to read issue two because things get crazy in issue two, and wow. there's lots of twists and turns. Yeah. and I'm I'm really I'm so thrilled with it. I I really think the atomic bell is like, I really think it's my favorite thing that I've ever been. How, a part how of. many issues is it? It's a four issue series. Okay. Okay. And uh uh is have have they all been released already? No, uh just issue one and two are out. Uh-huh. And three comes out in I think February sometime, I think. Okay. Make sure everybody um pre-orders these copies and you can get copies from the Red Five website as well. You can, yes. And uh wherever, you know, um Comics are sold everywhere now. Sure, you can ask your <laughs> yeah. local comic shop to order yeah. it for you if they don't have it, and you get a digital copy as well. Right now, um, it's I believe it's on Comicology. Funny, I haven't checked. I believe it's on Comicology and mm-hmm. Global Comics. Mm-hmm. If you like the uh, the digital experience, yeah, yeah, I should know this. I'm pretty sure it is, though. Yeah, yeah. Have you <laughs> checked, Tyler? 
I haven't. I, I prefer to uh, to have the weight of all of my books sag down the floors of my house like bricks of my tomb. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm so, totally with you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. I was just curious. I'm pretty sure it's on Comixology, though, and, and Global Comics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm the same way. I like to have that physical copy in my hand. It just, yeah. just better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can get a little hard to read. I just bought the the Batman, uh, Greg Capullo, like Scott Snyder omnibus oh, yeah, that's, that's like this that's, thick and it's kind of yeah. i'm in, like in the middle of it now and it's kind of difficult to unwieldy but i'd still <laughs> prefer to read it you know as a as a it feels like a sense of accomplishment when you finish something like that rather than just like oh swipe off the ipad and you're done you know yeah right. i don't know well tyler whenever i read things now i've got it oh yeah the dad glasses <laughs> gotta wear my dad glasses yeah that's coming yeah. for me too i'm sure <laughs> Tyler, you 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 don't have any kids, right? Or do you? Uh, I don't. No, okay. uh, I have two cats that are enough of a handful. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not the same, but you know. Um, yeah. 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 Well, you know, one day maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jim, Jim, come on, Tyler. I don't. I don't think it's in the cards for me. <laughs> Jim, you have two kids. I do. Yeah. Uh. How, what what are the ages? Uh, Jordan is uh, my oldest. He's twenty four. Oh, okay. Yep. And my uh, my youngest is Jace, and he is fifteen. Okay. And uh, it's interesting because my my older child has always been an old soul. You know, mm-hmm. he really has been. But my younger one, Jace, is a he's the prototypical teenager. Oh. Like you know, nothing I do is cool. Right. Wow. You know, I'd be, I would so I would have been in love if my dad was doing comics. Let me tell you. You know, they it's it's funny how that happens because like um they don't you know don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's just funny because they they just want me to be their dad, and that's that's fine with me, you know. Um, but yeah, like you know music that I might do if I do like a little like a like a film like a small acting role thing I'll say hey you should check it out and they're like yeah <laughs> yeah the right age is like for me right now my kids are like between four and ten. Oh, that's and a great age man between those ages they think like I am a god <laughs> sometimes yeah. you know Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a magic age, you know, yeah. and it just. I know. Just I'm no. I'm waiting fast. for that ball to drop. I know when they reach that age, teenagers, you know, they're gonna like, oh, whatever, that, you know. Yeah, the the door will shut, and they'll kind of do their own thing. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, but what? It, yeah. That age that you're at now with with your kids, I mean, that's that's such a wonderful age, you know. I there's so many times where I wish I could just I could experience that again. You know, right. it, it just goes by so fast. I mean, that that's that's one of the main reasons I did the show, because, you know, I actually get to record these moments yeah. together. You know, I could always yeah. listen to it forever, you know. And that's awesome. I, I love yeah. that. Oh, did you uh, did they ever did you ever try to like um, like wean them into like uh, things that you like, like comics and stuff? Do they read comics or anything? Oh yeah, I mean my my oldest one um reads he he'll he'll read my stuff. 
you know, um, and he'll uh, actually both of them, I would take them to comic shops and I would buy them comics. And um, I was doing that with my youngest for a while, but he's kind of like, he just does his own thing. He's his big thing is video games. That's right. that's like yeah. the big love, yeah. you know. Um, and he's he's not as much of a reader as my oldest one, but I try to like introduce them to things, but I never right. want to like be pushy about anything about sharing my interests. Like it's like you know if you if you if you're interested, you know, come to me and you know we'll talk about it or I'll show you some stuff. But and if not, that's that's okay too. You know? right yeah you can't force them <laughs> yeah yeah you can't no no so tyler uh tell us a little bit about your your creator own series what is that actually about like can you give us a little something? yeah sure yeah it's uh it's about a group of rebels trying to take down a corrupt government after a war destroyed most of the planet uh guns have been outlawed so people are just running around with swords and bows and Whatever they can find to uh, take back the world from the the fascists who have taken it over. So it's almost so, like uh, almost like reality. Yeah, I was gonna say not at all like reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a good story. Uh, it, yeah. it, uh, it was a lot more far fetched when I started writing it and illustrating it uh, yeah. a, over a decade ago, but it's becoming uncomfortably right. Uh, it's slowly close getting to there. home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but uh, there, there's there's some some more sci-fi elements to it, and and more so as it goes along, uh, as the layers get pulled back. I I can't say too much without spoiling it because it's a it's a slow burn. But there's some big reveals coming very shortly. Um, I'm really excited for the the current arc that I'm that I'm about to start illustrating. And, um, and you, given you, my you you self publish this yourself, right? I do. Yeah, uh, for the time being, and maybe maybe permanently. It's a little. It's a little difficult to uh, to to pitch and market an anti-capitalist comic series right. yeah. to people who are interested in making money on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have other series, you know, including Atonement Bell. So, mm -hmm. you know. Well, plus I think with with Ty, with uh, the Unforgiven, it's kind of like it's that's your your passion project. I mean, it's yeah. going to be a fifty issue. It's going to take up a lot of your. It's like a life's work almost mm -hmm. by the time you oh, be finished, right? Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's my my hell boy, you know. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It's like uh, awesome. James Cameron's avatar. He's gonna do yeah. that for the rest of his life. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, everybody said that was never gonna work. And look at that. You never know what people will like, you know. Yeah, I just I hope they I hope they find it while I'm still around, you know, and it's not <laughs> one of those things that's like right. doesn't do me any good because yeah. yeah, everybody decided they loved it like ten years after I'm gone. So. Well, I mean, at least somebody will love it, right? As you yeah. know, that's fine. I just won't get to like enjoy that. You know, I know because like obviously a big part of 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 writing or, or creating anything. Um, I don't. I'm sure there are some people who create in, in a vacuum who, you know, there's the the black paintings on Goya's walls that he never expected anybody to see, but. Um, I think most creators are are creating to to make some kind of connection with with people exactly. who enjoy yeah. their work, and you know you want to see that while you're still around. I know. So yeah. I hope I hope so, but um, you know I'll, I'll make it regardless because I, mm -hmm. I I you know there's I can't stop. It's it's a drive like breathing. You know I just it's something I have to do. And and at least now that you know COVID has kind of slowed down, you can do like appearances. You can get the book out there in conventions you know get the word out there you know 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's less locked down than 2020 for sure. No, yeah. no appearances that year. No, so. no. <laughs> virtual appearance maybe. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you 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 don't know how many podcasts like started up during that pandemic. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I can imagine. Millions. Yeah. 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 I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, know uh, yeah. We talked about like, you know, um, creating and, and, and putting your, your art and your work out there. And I think that's what's, what's really so good is that, you know, I, I, I've said this before, but one of my main goals in life is to leave behind as much fun stuff as I can. And I, I think that's kind of the magic of, you know, when you love a creator is that, you know, even when they're, after they're gone, you still have their stuff. Right. And you can still make people happy with your stuff, e even when you're not there. And I think there's a real magic to that. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's it's an important thing, too. Yeah, yeah, I forget who who said it, but there's that quote that it's it's the closest thing to time travel we've got. You know, you yeah. can read somebody's voice from thousands of years ago, and you know, it's yeah, it's, it's neat. Yeah, I think Charlie Sheen said that. <laughs> yeah, that could be. <laughs> and then I think it was I think it was uh, reading is the closest thing we have to time travel, and that's winning. I think was the <laughs> he said tiger blood, tiger blood. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. So that was uh, good. Yeah, Jim. So I don't know. I know it, it's a little early to talk about what what your next plan is, but what do you have planned after? Um... I told Bill. I, me and uh that that friend of mine that um I I write screenplays with. Or I've written screenplays with in the past. Uh, Oscar Madrid. We did the uh, the rough and tumble together. Um, we're working on, um, or starting to work right now on a a, a series, and it's um, it's a horror comedy series, and it's it's the complete opposite of um, Atomic Bell. It's just yeah. I always like to like do like a like a evil dead thing, like totally type of tone, you know. But that's what I'm working on right now, or starting okay. to. Okay. All right. So you know, we we also this is a movie podcast mostly. So what what like movies have you seen recently that you would recommend? Um, well, it could be something you saw on streaming. It doesn't have to be in movie theaters. Well, I was gonna say I don't have like I don't have great taste in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just say anything. So um, I really you know I I like horror movies. I right. I just saw Megan. Oh, okay. And that was really fun. Okay. Um, I enjoyed uh, the very divisive Halloween ends. Oh boy, you're one of those people that liked it. <laughs> I, know. I know. I did, but so many people hated it, and I I actually understand why. Um, yeah. But uh, I saw what I watched recently. Pretty easy um, to understand why, though. <laughs> yeah, see, I know, I know. You didn't like it, right? No, no, we we really. <laughs> Did that a lot of shit. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a music critic in town here in St. Louis. His name is Kevin Johnson, and he like whenever he sees me online or in person, he will really make fun of me for like. Right. I actually would have liked that movie better if Michael wasn't even in the movie. If he was just a hallucination. Yeah, you know. I yeah, and I I get that. Yeah, you know, uh, I 
I I really liked that whole trilogy. Every one of the films is is quite different from the other one. Right. And I just thought it was like it was so the last one, Halloween Ends, was so different than the other ones. They they took just like this big creative swing with it, and it was such a big swing that it had to be divisive yeah and, and like i said the people didn't like it i totally get it right. you know um what else did i see uh the pale blue eyes on oh, oh the pale yeah. blue eye that was really good yeah what about you tyler uh the only two things i've watched recently uh i watched the batman finally uh, uh-huh. on new year's eve and uh i was like well i've got to be up hours. till midnight <laughs> yeah i'm like if i gotta if i gotta be up till midnight anyway i may as well like get a movie in for the first time that I have like time to put three hours yeah. to kill. So, uh, and I liked it. I thought it was really good, especially the the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack uh, that Michael Giacano did was just well, killer. He's always, he's yeah. always good. Mike yeah. 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 It's uh, I've, I've liked his work since, since lost uh, mm-hmm. since he did the, the, the soundtrack for that. And uh, then I watched uh, reality bites for the first time yeah. a couple <laughs> days ago. So yeah. I'd never seen that. And uh right. I imagine it hits probably different now, um, siding with with Ben Stiller a little more than, than mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke, you know. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably yeah. probably when I was younger, it's like, oh yeah, like no Ethan Hawke all the way. But now, like you know, you're older, like oh she like Ben Stiller deserves better than everybody in that movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of Ethan <laughs> Hawke, have you guys seen The Black Phone? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I really uh, gave, your book gave me a little bit vibes of that because you know you saw like those dead skinless kids you know oh mm. yeah. yeah yeah although um i mean we this was developed before the black phone came right. out and stuff but i yeah i can i can see that yeah, yeah. also you know this like uh hellraiser vibes with the skinless people right? oh for sure <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i mean i i remember seeing the first or actually i think i saw the second hellraiser in, a, right. in theaters when it when it first came out right and uh it it blew me away because it was right. so unusual did you visually, did you, did you uh, see that new so remake bizarre. and it, it really left a uh an imprint on me so yeah i the blood children and the atoma bell right. i think i think i described to tyler i was I, I think hellraiser was one of the references wasn't it i could see I'm that i'm not sure yeah i can't remember but yeah i could see that yeah yeah did you see the remake i did i didn't like it as much I yeah it was it was interesting but um I I wasn't crazy but to me it kind of like it kind of went nowhere it kind of me. lost the feeling of the yeah, yeah yeah I still think the first two films are like definitely the best. definitely yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah so uh now we're gonna be after the four issues is is this like a finite story or would you be open to revisit this story it's it's a it was written to be a finite story to have right. a, a beginning middle and end and i think and i don't know how tyler feels about this but i i really feel like the way that it ends is a really solid ending mm-hmm. you know um yeah i did have an I- idea for one but it's 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 really not a sequel is kind of like tangential and happens years later with just a couple of the characters. And I haven't really thought about it much since I'm, I'm I'm actually, again, I'm so happy with the series and the way it turned out and and everything else. I don't, I don't really feel the need to like 
to do more. Mm -hmm. Have you got feedback sense. from anybody, any readers so far? I'm sorry? Have you gotten any feedback from any readers? Oh, sure. Yeah, that they're enjoying it. It's it's gotten some good, really good reviews. Um, and um, in fact, we had a uh, an early release for issue one at the last San Diego Comic Con. Okay. And uh, had like a, a special like a special variant cover for that, yeah. and people would buy it, and then they would come back the next day and were like, "Oh my god, I what happens next?" Right. I yeah. Wait the that first to issue, yeah, it's really so. engaging. Yeah. Yeah, and that was really nice. That was really cool. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, had a lot of good response to it. I haven't really heard anything, people saying it, you know, sucks. No. <laughs> Which is good. Right, right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, uh, it was great to have you guys on the show. I want you guys to have as much success as you can. And I hope everybody that likes horror comics, you should really check out this series, The Atonement Bell from Red 5. Thank you. Right? Thank you both. Right, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. All right. That's it. Thank you, man. Yeah. This is really nice Thanks. of you. I, I know that um it, it's probably not your the usual thing that you do, I know, right? Because it's usually like right. Well, we family have, we have two shows. We have like uh the kid friendly show and we have the adult show. So we're gonna put you on the more adult show. We have more listeners on that one. Okay. Well, yeah, it's better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for thanks for inviting us, man. It's you know, like I and I, I was really being sincere. You know, it's thank goodness for people like you that invite us on because otherwise it's hard to get the word out there and you know yeah. cut through the noise. I, mean, I wish I could have as as much you know creators as I can on the show, but you know, it's it's hard to get through to some creators. Like uh, you know, they they got to talk to their. Uh, publisher first you know and it's it's much easier to go get through with like uh indie uh creators instead of the big yeah, creators. Well, while we're still men of the people yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thank you again i hope you guys have yes. a good night yes thank you you too you yes, too man thank, thank you. you yes you guys what uh time zones are you in central oh uh, yeah so it's a little bit like uh earlier right mm-hmm yeah, yeah, it's about eight thirty here. Yeah, well, it was late for oh, me. Oh, yeah, I have a question for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I have a question for you. Are you? Do you? Um, are you on Twitter? Yes. Um, yes. I'm gonna add you, you guys okay. soon today. Yeah. And I'm gonna link uh, okay. when I get That's the episode out. I'm gonna link all you guys up. All right. Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you, man. Be like in a couple right. of weeks. We should Bye, have guys. One. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Have a good night. Bye. You Bye. too. Bye.